Object Lesson with me, Mark Conforti. A podcast finding meaning in everyday things. For this episode, Roses. This last weekend, our family traveled to Lexington, Kentucky to watch the Kentucky Derby at Keeneland Racecourse. Our family who hosted us, they were so generous and so kind. We were all eager to be a part of the most exciting two minutes in sports. The tradition, the pageantry of it all, the people all dressed up, ladies wearing the decorative hats, the singing of my old Kentucky home, the bugle call to post. And I was excited to see the roses awarded to the winning horse even if there was a controversial decision this year. After all, the Kentucky Derby is the run for the roses. Have you seen this gigantic rose garland? It's enormous. There's nothing quite like it. It's a tradition going back to 1896 when the winning horse has this blanket of roses draped upon the horse's back. I looked it up. Guess how many roses? More than 450 roses! And they're sewn onto this green satin blanket. I'm pretty sure that the thorns were all picked off. So we're thinking about roses, known mainly for their full, gorgeous blooms, but also for those tiny thorns along the stem. As the 1988 song by the rock band Poison goes, every rose has its thorn. Now I'm getting some more inspiration for this episode from the book The Little Prince. I've been reading this book with one of my kids lately, and there's a part I find really striking. To give a little bit of background, the little prince lives alone on his little planet, and he's about to depart to go explore other planets. He strikes up a friendship with a flower, presumably a rose. The little prince cares for the flower, watering it, protecting it from the wind and animal predators, and the little prince is worried about how the flower will fare when he leaves. But the flower gives the little prince assurance. Let me read what the flower says. Quote, I need to put up with two or three caterpillars if I want to get to know the butterflies. Apparently, they're very beautiful. Otherwise, who will visit me? You'll be far away. As for the big animals, I'm not afraid of them. I have my own claws. End quote. Then the book continues. And she naively showed her four thorns. I'm thinking about all of this with Mother's Day. When this episode originally drops, it will be the Friday before Mother's Day. Now, I've never been a mother, won't ever will be, but I have an amazing mother, and my wife is an extraordinary mother herself. So I'm hopeful that I know a little bit about mothering. I've learned that mothers are master rosarians. They lovingly tend their rose gardens, whether that garden has one rose or a whole brood watering, nourishing, protecting. Mothers want their rose to grow strong and hearty, to bloom fully. They want the whole world to appreciate the beauty of their rose. But roses, especially during those young days, are vulnerable. They need to put up with two or three caterpillars in order to get to know the butterflies. Thankfully, roses have thorns. I'm not thinking about the prickly parts of a personality, rather the toughness, the durability, the way mothers teach their children not to allow others to harm them. Think about when your mom taught you to not allow someone's teasing to cause you to wilt, or when your mom modeled dignity during a crisis, 
And that provided for you an example about how you want to handle yourself as an adult. God sees fit for roses to grow with thorns, so maybe we shouldn't be so quick to prune them off. For this Mother's Day, stop and smell the roses. That is, appreciate the beauty found in other people and thank God for their mother. As you thank God for your mother, you remember how she nourished you, protected you. You remember those life lessons that you won't win every race. So maybe you can also thank God for those thorns because they allow you to flourish. Mm-hmm.